Welcome, guys. Welcome back to Hot Show Social. Social. Clearly, been on the Prochetto. Yeah. We've renamed it Hot Social. It's Hot Social for today because one has. One hasn't even had Prosecco, but one feels this way. I think it's just that time. It's, it's it just sits in your bloodstream. It does, doesn't for it? For, like, the whole month. I viewed. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I viewed for I the viewed. month. Well, welcome to Hot Social. The weekly or monthly, or depending when we get round to it, yes, podcast about that. social media and society. Absolutely. And we are looking at... Whether social media is good or bad, we are those people who are making the decision whether or not it's okay. We are indeed. We're your hosts. I'm Eloise Varma. And I'm Tan. Tan Matthews. Tanelia. Whatever you want to. Whatever you want to call her. That's right. I call mean, her not really. Tarn. Just Tan is nicer. Not every. What? Not whatever you want to call me because that is way too vast and expansive and problematic. Tarn. Like this sentence. Great. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was just too much. Way too much. Tarn is perfect. Well, so welcome back to the podcast. We um, did promise you we'd get another one out before Christmas and we lied because at the time of recording this, we haven't actually released the first episode, <laughs> which will be going out hopefully today. Um, it will go out today. I'll sort it out. I'll, I'll get my act together. And then this episode will go out just after Christmas. So, happy Christmas. Hope you had a nice one. Oh, oh, oh. Um, ding, 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 ding. That's sleigh bells, by the way. Ding, 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 ding. That doesn't sound like sleigh bells. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I don't... Oh, I guess it does. That was quite good, I think. I think that was all right. That was right. I'm quite impressed I mean, right yeah, now. like, you could do that for a living. Okay. For a backup <laughs> job. <laughs> Um, so Tan, what have you been up to? I've been chilling. I've been chilling and just enjoying the wonderful festive season, which it tends to be that feeling where everyone doesn't really care and there's a crazy abundance of chocolate flying around the office and you go on Christmas lunch socials and eat lots of stuff and mm. drink lots of stuff and feel no way about it. And I'm, I'm fully enjoying that. You are into it. I'm into it. I'm also kind of feeling weary about how quickly it's going to be January. I think everyone's kind of like, oh, Christmas, but January is literally in like a couple weeks. I'm not emotionally ready for 2018. No. Like, I had a really good 2017, so I'm not like, I'm not that cute, like it can only go down. Oh, no, no, no. Things. Was it? Can only get better. Yeah, see? You're the singer, so... Yeah. You hold that. I, I will. <laughs> it can only... What's it? There's another one. What's the other one? The only way is a... Poof. Mm. I feel like this, they could just keep rolling. They can. <laughs> you can't wait for me to talk. I'm eating salad. She's eating some salad. Yes. Tan is better at waiting for lunch than I am. I so. am. To be fair, I did have my cereal quite late today. If so. you hear crunching away... Crunching and munching. <laughs> it is croutons. Some good old croutons. That salad looks really good, by the way. It's very nice. It's not a festive salad. It doesn't have to be a festive salad. Don't you notice that anything festive, all it has to have is some kind of sage-flavoured stuffing and cranberries. It's Apparently cranberries. It's, festive. it's cranberries every time. If you have cranberries, it's festive. It's just a seasonal Like, I have fruit. a, I have a pack of, like, little sausage rolls in my bag. And they're festive ones. And one of them is literally just 
turkey and cranberry, which is like, yeah, a it's turkey, festive. cranberry, sausage roll. Oh, they're cool. Sausage rolls are just like such a basic thing. Yeah. Like you can make sausage rolls really easily. You can put anything you like in them. So is it turkey sausage? Or it's is just, it a well, sausage with turkey and cranberry? Because sausage isn't like sausage like that you eat at home. Sausage is just sausage meat, so it's, it's the just meat. sort of it's mashed like up in minced, that way. Minced meat, yeah. Right? So it's yeah. not like a solid bit of turkey. It's just mashed up turkey. It's mashed up turkey. Yeah, and like a turkey sausagey type thing going on. Yeah, sounds quite cool actually. That sounds fun. I actually made weirdly this vegan thing seems to be coming back to me. Might turn vegan. Who knows? Please no, don't. I don't think I could. I like cheese too much. That's the, the honest truth. And various meats, but cheese is the one. However, my aunt made a um, a sausage roll, but it was just a mushroom. Like the, the mushrooms, again, mushrooms, mm. it mimics the meat. So she kind of blitzed it up like a sausage, I guess, and added various herbs. And it was really nice, actually. It looked like one, tasted like one. Well, that's good. Mm. I hate mushrooms, but I think it's just the texture. Like, I don't think I have a problem with the flavour. I just don't like the texture. I think you could handle one of those sausage roll mushroom things because they didn't, it didn't, the texture is completely different. I mean, at uni, I liked a sausage roll pot noodle. Not a sausage roll, a mushroom pot noodle. I was going to say, what? I would be so <laughs> down for a sausage roll pot noodle. Who knows? They probably have had a limited edition flavour. They always have those random, mm. like, don't they? I swear mm. they've had the most random flavours over the years. A sausage roll pot noodle. I feel like they haven't as much recently. If you could pick... Not that I'm that invested in pot noodles. If you could customise your own pot noodle flavour, what would you have? They already do my favourite one. Just oh. that sticky red one. Sticky red? They do a sticky rib one. Oh, sorry, I was going to say the sticky red one, my word. Sticky mm. rib. Oh, that mm. sounds quite nice, actually. Mm. Oh, I haven't had a pot noodle in years. I, I mean, I have them when I'm, around. like, hungover. Like, when your stomach can't handle food but needs just, like, a little something. Indeed. Like how some of you folks will probably be over this festive period. Yeah. <laughs> you know what though, we were having like a weird like a conversation in the office where so we get paid on Friday, which at the moment is the twenty second. And mm -hmm. everyone is like, Oh, it's gonna be a really long month, it's gonna be so long and I was just like, It's not really like it's it's like an extra five days from when we would usually get paid, like it's around then. And then one person was like to me, yeah, but look, it's all gonna go in the next week. Like everyone just spends all their money during that week. Do they though? And I was like, what are you what doing? What are you doing at the, at the Christmas like, week? Where he's going, they're gonna go to the pub every day and he's probably gonna spend 30 quid every day. Like, okay, Christmas day and Boxing Day, I will not spend a penny. Exactly. Other than maybe buying something in like Boxing Day sales, but I don't have any opportunity to actually like spend cold hard cash. And then on the 27th, a friend of mine's coming over to watch a film mm -hmm. and I think she's gonna like crochet something at my house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, she is like a crazy good crocheter. Let me show you what she made for someone, which I will put a picture on Twitter afterwards, after this. Um, not that. It's the other way. Look at them. Oh my gosh, those are so cute. So cute. They're like they look like hand mitten things. They're actually for the head of golf clubs. Oh wow! Because um, she's got a friend who really likes golf, so yeah. she made them that. Um, but yeah, she's really good. She's really talented. 
Anyway, so we've got that on the 27th. So she does custom pieces, does she? Yeah. Does she have, like, a website or something? She doesn't, but I'll tell her to get one. You can message us, like, once you've seen it, if you want one, message me, and I will put you in touch with her. They're very cute. Um, so, like, that. And then the 28th, I will just chill the fuck out, because I would have had to have been dealing with people for three days straight. Mm-hmm. Four days straight, because I've got family on the... On Christmas Eve, we go. It's my cousin's birthday, so we go to their house, and then it's the 29th, so I will need to be like tidying everything again mm-hmm. because on the 30th, Adam's mum is coming over for Christmas dinner again. Aww. That again doesn't cost me any money. Well, exactly. You, well, you, I mean, other than like buying food, but that's not terribly expensive, and that's kind of not, I don't really consider that as part of the. I don't know, I feel like that's kind of not... not. I mean, it's during the week, so during, it falls into yeah. what we're talking but about. But it's, what, Christmas is on a Monday, right? Yeah. So all of that food and stuff would have been purchased. I mean, what, so... No, in? we will purchase it next week because we didn't have room in the freezer. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so we'll have to go and purchase it then. Um, but that's going to be, like, I think the most expensive thing is going to be a ham, which costs about 12 quid, but that's split between me and Adam. Yeah. Um, and then... Six pounds for a ham. Yeah. And then... New Year's Eve, and I'm like, I'm not into New Year's Eve anymore. I don't have friends in that big group way that I used to as a young person. It's yeah. all little pockets of friends. Yeah. So I don't know what or if I'm gonna do anything. I think me and Adam might just go for a nice dinner. Oh, that's nice. And then. No, but that's lovely. Yeah, like sometimes I think I think people have this automatic assumption that New Year's has to be. New Year's Eve particularly has to be boozy and ravey and messy. I think that messy and New Year's Eve and um, and Halloween, people expect you to go out and do some like big serious yes. stuff. But like, ultimately, oh, what's going on? Ultimately, it's like not a big deal anymore at all. It's just. Oh, should we just pause? Yeah. Hello. Happy Christmas. Okay, sorry, we had to pause there for a minute because Santa did drive by. He just popped in. You oh. may have heard him. That is the actual Santa. That's right. He parked up the reindeers. What were we talking about? Isn't that horrible? It's like if we were saying something really interesting, you're just left on the hook now. We'll never we'll never know. Ha- a ham? You were talking about buying we a ham. We were talking about New Year's Eve. New Year's, New Year's Eve, that's it. Moving on from the ham, we were talking oh, about New Year's Eve. So like you've got Halloween, Halloween and New Year's yeah. Eve to get, and like, so like, to do stuff. 27 is such a, like, in the middle age, because I think, from what I can see, because I think you're having a similar time, and I know several friends who have, mm-hmm. and you're, you're 25, but, you know, are you 25 or 26? 26 now. Oh, oh, it's all down. Oh, oh. But so, like, I think oh. you've said that you've started to shed a few friends. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think I've just finished my friend right. shedding, and I'm starting to find new friends, mm. and, you know, because a lot of your friends are university friends and school friends mm-hmm. until until you're sort of 23. Yeah. And then it they're not always the best. It's it's a very particular time in your life, absolutely, where you're not a great person, and naturally you don't always associate with great people. 
and not even so much that they're not great people. Well, they're not. None of you are great people at that point. And then you, <laughs> you age and you grow up and you become better and they become better in completely opposite directions. Yeah, I think it's that that just that transition age. Really, you do a lot of transitioning from your teens to your young adult years anyway but yeah you I think you learn more about yourself and you go through certain experiences that probably change you and grow up a bit more and some people just don't stick along for the ride you grow apart and there's nothing wrong with it it's just what happens and I think that like 27 is when you're done like you're you finished up you've Mm. gotten rid of all the dead weight and you've gotten you've moved on but it does mean that you don't have a group of friends and there's not numbers and I think when you're younger having that kind of group and numbers can Mm. be very very important now that I'm older the honest truth is if I had like a big group of friends Mm. I wouldn't have time for it yeah how do you find the time to maintain and be social I mean I see a lot of these things like memes and stuff pop out and they're like the best type of friends are the low maintenance friendships you can have where you don't see each other all the time you talk and then when you do see each other it's like it was only yesterday that you last saw each other yeah and I think that probably is representative of of adult friendships in general because a lot of your time is spent like trying to find a mutual date where you're all available it's like (laughs) by the time you're sort of 25 upwards you are you are renting or trying to buy a house so you don't have any real disposable income mm-hmm. you don't live with your family anymore mm-hmm. so you have to you have to now start maintaining that relationship mm-hmm. you've got a job that is whether you like your job or not it's going to drain you to a yeah, degree absolutely from your time or whatever and you probably are more focused on your your romantic relationships than you've been in the past yeah so, like, your friendships have to be the easiest part of your life. Yeah. So anyone who is, like, not easy can be a problem. I just think it, it, it doesn't have to be hard. I feel like sometimes the best friendships are, like, they kind of just, don't really. you don't have to, it just flows. You don't have yeah. to, I, I won't say you don't have to put that much thought into it, because, of course, it's important to be thoughtful. People go through shit all the time, so... You know, you have to be a little bit. But I think it shouldn't be something to think about on a day-to-day basis. It just flows. It's supposed to flow. Maybe we're just terrible friends, but we work with each other. (laughs) Maybe Maybe so. Maybe that's it. But then I think that's what I've learned about in the last, (laughs) like. (laughs) No, we're not terrible. We're not terrible. (laughs) I might be. I think I genuinely might just be a bad (laughs) friend. But yeah, in the last year, I think I just realised that the. Years of my school friends being my friends yeah. are much less. I would say from school I have two friends. Yeah. Well, no, one friend from school and one I met at the same sort of time who are still people that I really, really value and think are really, really important mm. and will see on a regular basis. Everyone else is people I've met through work, mm. mostly. Um, I have a few friends that I'll see once or twice a year and it's great. But mm. that's what happens when you get older. Like, when you look at your parents... How many of them are friends? Well, that's it. I think it's. I think it's very natural, and it's kind of, it's almost expected that once you start to hit a certain age, your friendship group grows con- well condenses and becomes considerably smaller. And you hear many mm-hmm. people say, "I can count my true friends on one hand." And stuff. Yeah, and that's just how it is, really. You've got some people who who stick around and they're in it for the the long run, and you've got some people who what is it they say? Reason, season, and lifetime. Some people are in your lives for a reason, throughout a period, maybe to help you through a period of time, and then they kind of 
yeah. fall off and some people are there for a season and you outgrow them and you grow apart and there's no love lost you just grow on different paths and go separate ways and some people are just there yeah forever forever and ever and ever forever ever forever ever, ever. yeah but yeah so back to new year's i think that that is very reflective as you get to sort of our sort of age and so like this year i don't really like wherever i go if i go with friends mm. it will be going to something with their friends right and i don't and none of them have big groups either i'm not saying that but um yeah i just don't really know and i think that when you like have kids then you're like your new year's turns into a different thing absolutely i think between this age and having kids <coughs> Uh, or being married or whatever, your New Year's kind of becomes a bit more unsure. Yeah. But it's even just like the fact that I feel like me and Adam have to go out for dinner and do something nice because it's, like it's to commemorate like, the New Year. You but have I to don't do care about the New Year. Yeah. <coughs> Bless a few, child. Bless, Bless me. a few, woman. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had anyone sneeze on a podcast. I will try and cut that out. That's. If I do cut that out, if there's a weird cut, that's because I sneeze. She sneezed, guys. It happens. It does. One sneeze at Christmas. Um, let's get on with things, because we have been babbling about ourselves and our brain for, like, 20 <laughs> minutes. Um, and let's get into some hot topics. Let's talk about some social media news. Hot topics. Hot topics. So, um, there have been a few big things recently. Um, shall we just start with the proper changes to some platforms? Yes, let's. Okay, so change number one. Instagram has released its new feature. We all heard about it for a while. We knew it was coming. Um, you are now able to follow a tag instead of just people. So hashtag, uh, I don't know. Rainbows. Hashtag rainbows. If you're well into <coughs> rainbows. I personally think this is really good. Mm -hmm. Because I think the... Facebook is very much about people, mm -hmm. and Twitter is in a very different way, it's about people, but Instagram isn't, it's much more, yeah. I think it's much more casual, I think I have a lot of people that I follow that I don't know, because I like the kind of stuff they post, Right. but actually if I could just follow the tag that's associated then with that, then you could see it all, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's good, I don't actually know how it displays <coughs> yet, I assume it's just going to go into our feeds. I guess so. It must do. I think, because that was announced, was it this week? Because mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I... Mm. No, it was announced. Mm. <laughs> She's chomping. It was announced at some point. So it was announced that they were doing it <laughs> on the 12th right. of December. And they've but now rolled it out. But today it seems to have come active. Okay. I mean, it'll be different in different countries, yeah. but in the UK it seems to have gotten active today. Fab. That is cool. It's always interesting to see what Instagram does next. I mean, I think Instagram... Instagram and interesting Snapchat, I think, are at the forefront of change. Mm. Because they have the best coders and they have the best design mm. people. But obviously, they're so close to each other. Instagram just wins because it has more money. Yeah. Snapchat... <clears throat> I don't know if... Because I don't have Snapchat anymore. 
they were doing that whole remodel, redesign thing. Mm. And I heard it rolled out in the US and people didn't like it. Oh, I see. But I haven't seen it in the UK. Everyone I ask is like, no, I haven't had it yet. So I don't know. I might download it just to keep an eye. I cannot lie. I have not had Snapchat in months. I think I... Yeah, well, that's it. Like, a a few months ago, I deleted it because who cares? No one's on Snapchat anymore. It's not really, like... I think people got too boring with it. Like, I like watching celebrities, but I was increasingly following people that I knew. And then, actually, they're showing me pictures of them, you know, going to the shops. I don't care. Yeah. Or, like... And, you know, it's different taste, isn't it? Like, some people would post loads of pictures of cats. I don't (laughs) like cats on any level. So, seeing cats all the time... And because people are so offended by the fact that I don't like cats... Mm. It annoys me to see cats now. I think what used to drive me crazy about Snapchat is when people used to just snap themselves with a filter and they would just have a a video of them kind of just staring. The into sort of the like camera. like that kind of like yeah, like I don't really You know what? I'm not gonna lie, I probably did that. <laughs> I I like take a really good selfie. Like my selfies are better better looking than my actual face. But see, that's the thing. If it was a self, and that's what annoyed me, I was like, okay, just take the selfie mm. and just have that picture and that's fine. And it was sort this, of, this kind of stand and well, stare into the camera that's and my Kylie head Jenner. this way and that for a bit. It drives me a bit insane. That's 100% a Kylie Jenner thing. The Kylie she Jenner did that. She just, and then she does the, um, the singing along and she's just like, yeah, just miming along just with like it. Just, like, mimes it, and it looks really trashy. So, stuff like that, I... I uh... It's very, like, young. <laughs> yes. Which yes. is the point of that platform. That platform is a really young one. Absolutely. Maybe um, I've just outgrown Snapchat. Another new feature that, again, we knew about this for a while. I think it was the, inf- the info was released on the same day as the 12th. Um, but, so, Twitter has released a new thread feature. Which is really like, it's a really small change, but really nice. I really like it. So what's happened for quite a long time now, like a few years, I think, is you tweet something, and if you want to make it part of a thread, you reply to that tweet, and you reply to that tweet, and it all gets kind of, in your in your actual page, mm-hmm. it still depl- displays a separate tweet. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um, but when people see it on their dashboard, they connect to each other in the right order. Oh. So that's been going on for, like, two years. But now they've made it so that when you tweet, there's a little circle with a plus in it. So you can just do the thread all at once. Oh, okay. So it's not, like, reply, reply, reply. Right, exactly. And although it still displays on the same way, when you actually get to those tweets on your page... Mm. It has a little um, C thread, so you can just click and it will open it all of the thing. Nice. It's quite important, I think, as a, in my opinion, because Twitter's had a lot of change this year, which ultimately comes down to the fact that it's not doing that well in the market, mm. because what it was designed for, which is these really quick little yeah. sound bites and very news, is not popular anymore. Right, yeah. So social media, and I think that's why a couple of years ago they really tried to transition themselves over to news. Mm. But, you know, it's not really... It's worked, but it's not worked. Mm -hmm. You know, people kind of taking that on, but that means consumers are less engaged with the platform. Mm -hmm. Consumers don't produce anything because they don't 
have a reason to. So they, what's happened with social media this year, over the last few years, but really powerful this year, is it's become about telling a story. Yeah, definitely. And so that's why the 280 characters happened, mm-hmm. because they needed more space. And then that's why the threads have happened, because it's creating a story. Right. And that's what Twitter moments are about. Twitter moments are the equivalent of Instagram stories. Yeah. It, those are the comparables. They're just different types of storytelling. Mm. I hope it does really well. Like, I'm a really big, like, fan of Twitter, mm. because I think it's, like, a really pl- powerful and versatile platform. Yeah. It's And, you know, it's the only platform on the market that doesn't get, like, bitch slapped by Facebook. <laughs> Facebook really... I'm really anti-Facebook in terms of, like, how it affects the industry. Because right. ultimately, it just kind of... It's so much higher up and so much more impactful than everything else. Yeah. That nothing else does, like, succeeds. Because whenever they do something good, Facebook's like, oh, I'll have that. I'll just take that, thanks, yes. Um, which is completely what they've done with Snapchat. Um, so I hope it works out really well for Twitter. Fingers crossed for Twitter. Fingers crossed. Um, and then my... Oh, I've got two for Facebook. One is a new feature and one is just a new function that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So the new feature is they're adding a snooze button. Yeah. So this is just a change from the hide feature. So say so it just can snooze them for a month I'm and just, then they'll come back into your feed. Because I was just thinking when I when I read about the um the snooze feature, I was like, but hold on a minute, because I, I have hidden people from my feed. Yeah, they really are marketing it like it's never happened before. Yeah, like I thought that was exactly the what only that was, difference but. is that hide is just forever until you put them back on i don't know how you put them back on i don't think i've ever cared to do so no um (laughs) whereas snooze is just like a temporary one so i guess it'd be useful like like say your mum had is a huge conservative and you're a labor fan Mm -hmm. and she goes on facebook and posts stuff about it around the election you could hide her for that for a month i see yeah keep it off your screen yeah I, i totally yeah. Could see that being useful. That'll be very handy, actually. You're quite right. But it's not so groundbreaking as they're no, kind of trying like, to pull off. I was gonna say it's it, it's the feature is it's kind of been around. It's just got mm. a certain little time limit on it this time. Mm. That's all. But it's, it's still pretty cool. And then the last one is that Facebook is downgrading posts that ask for likes because I like the storytelling aspects of social media. Yeah. I'm really into that. Yeah. Drives me nuts when someone asks for likes. Yeah. And I don't like I hate seeing those posts that are like, share this or like this, um, <laughs> or you're gonna get a thousand years bad luck. Like it's ridiculous, mm, I know. You're not actually a wizard, so leave me alone. Like um <laughs> it does have the only thing that I'll say is that it does have the impact that it's gonna downgrade some charity posts. Because there are charities who say, mm. like this, we want to get a thousand likes mm. by the end of the day, blah, blah, blah. and that's fine. Yeah. Because that's part of an actual thing, and it's a positive thing. Right, yeah. So I do see that it will say, no, we're not interested in you. They just filter. Well, it would be interesting to see the filtering process, though. Yeah. Which do get downgraded and which seemingly remain. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, we had a little interruption there. It was about bacon sandwiches, so we had to put this on pause. Yes, indeed. And now we're back. We um, returned my sausage sandwich to 
So, Tan, do you have any news? I do, I do. Give us the news. It's back to Facebook or continuing on with Facebook. So, um, people who use Facebook will probably already be aware of a feature that they have, which um, where Facebook kind of automatically tags you in pictures. So if you're in some pictures and Facebook spots your face, you get a little, I'm not sure that you get a notification as such, but they can tag you in the picture because of their facial recognition tool that they have. And they've used that same software, expanded it, I guess, and have created another feature, which um, now actually prevents people from stealing your photos. It prevents the whole catfish situation that I suppose has been a pretty big mm. problem for some years actually so using that exact same facial recognition software um, it will now be able to detect if somebody is using your picture as their profile picture and then they inform wow. you via a notification which I think is actually really really cool yeah I think that's good the I own... think oh sorry no you go ahead I think it's nice that they're using the facial recognition for something real. Absolutely. And it is a problem. Big problem. <laughs> um, there's an entire MTV TV programme about catfishing. Yeah. You constantly see people. With Although these... I think that that's faked quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very, it seems that's very scripted. Nonsense. There are certain bits in there where you're like, come on, how, do you, uh, how are you having some digital relationship I mean, for four years and i will never stop enjoying because oh, the thing is that these people watch the show and then like i still think it's him it's like no <laughs> it's not like it's just not here. um no my favorite one of catfish though ever is there's that guy who thought he was in a relationship with katie perry for like eight years what and he met the girl who was catfishing him and he was like no, I think you're lying. I think I was talking to Katie and she put you up to this. And what? Just like, like oh, the God, most no. hilarious thing ever. It's literally like a meme. Like, whenever you feel bad about yourself, <laughs> just remember there's a guy who thought he was in a relationship with Katie Perry for eight years. Shit, that's really bad. He actually believed. But it was like, with some of them, it's like their money's being taken and things like that. Yeah. With him, it's just... He is just stupid. <laughs> like he eight like, years is a really long time. I mean, come on, that's that's a couple of years shy of a decade. The, the girl decade. must have been like, I. This is just kept like how was he still? I'm surprised that she kept it going. To be honest, because if, well, she was strange. I like mean, she was like a little emo thing. I think she was like emo, and she was just bored. And I guess it doesn't take up that much time, does it? Well, these days, the way, you know, you've got your phone on you at all times, tap a quick message here and yeah. there, it's, you're quite right. When you respond, the amount of responses you have, so to speak, or the amount of conversations you have over WhatsApp and whatnot on your phone, yeah. you don't really think about how much time it's taking. I mean, I would like to think, maybe it was less than eight years, but it was several years. It was a long time. It was more... To think you're in a relationship with a celebrity, with Katy Perry. A month is too long. <laughs> wow, that's... I mean, I think it's quite... Well, Catfish has been running for a few years now, hasn't it? I remember when yeah, the first show long. came out. Was it five years? Over five years? Yeah, and it started as a film. Oh. It was a documentary because you know the the main guy with the dark hair? Yes. So he got catfished. And because uh, his friend Max is a videographer or yeah. documentarian or whatever, 
he was like, oh, let's record the process of you online dating. Right. I mean, it, it could all be fake. It feels quite fake like, when you watch it. why are you just going to film the process yeah, of your Yeah, but I online... think the, the, their argument is this is what they do for a living, so they record pretty much everything in their lives anyway. Okay, yeah. So it just happened that they had the footage, and it just happened that it was useful. I see. And so he met the woman, and it was <coughs> not the woman he thought he was talking to, and then... The documentary did well, so they made a TV show version where they go help other people. I see. Like, some people argue that, you know, what did I see a meme the other day? <laughs> and they said, when you go to meet the girl with the dog filter face and you realise she yeah. doesn't have, like, the snout and ears. Like, yeah. What, what is this? But, yeah, that's that's off topic. I digress. It's just, like, with, with Catfish, like, it's the, the chubby, middle-aged mum with four kids and no job sits at home all day and that hot mixed race you know muscly tattooed 20 year old guy (laughs) is saying that you're his dream chick like no that's not real that doesn't happen that has never (laughs) happened to anyone some of them have just been very i don't know i i I have to I have seen a few where it's worked out. Yeah, I think in some cases, I mean, I do think that some of it is definitely staged. I think the, the, the few that I have seen in some cases, I mean, you just clearly don't <laughs> don't look at stuff. I right? literally just started laughing because I remembered one that makes me crack up so much. <laughs> Whereas this man has been catfishing a man and he arrives and he's really aggressive and he's like, sort of being sexual at the guy and oh. but like angry sexual and then he's angry sexual at the main guy oh. and he's like so angry sexual yeah and then they have their <laughs> sit down bit it's all that sort of like prison sexual where they're like the tension yeah it's it. not there's nothing romantic right. it's like i'm gonna kill you in the showers <laughs> that kind of vibe oh my God. <laughs> but so like they're having their sit down and Neve is like so Neve, that's his that's name. That's his name, yeah. So he's like, oh, um, so are you gay? And he's like, no, I'm not gay. And he's like, and he's like, but you've been having like an online relationship with a man right. for several years. He's like, well, you got me there. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it literally cracks me up so much. Oh my god. He's just like, well, you make a point. Yeah, like, well, huh, yes, can't argue that one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh lord. Well, yeah, there we go. For those of you who are not au fait with um, Catfish, I would urge you to maybe... I'd literally watch it. Yeah, watch a couple episodes. You'll probably be able to find some little excerpts on YouTube and stuff. It's it's entertaining, to say the least. Like, (laughs) it's entertaining stuff. I do also think that it's useful to know, because although I think those people who watch the show and still get catfished are bizarre, Mm. like, I don't get it, I think... I can understand falling for it if you haven't been made aware that these are issues. Like, if someone's just making excuses to you. A lot of the time, you aren't actually technically in a romantic relationship with these people. Mm. So it's not it's not like they owe you anything. And I think that makes people let them get away with it. Mm. But just knowing to do things like an image search on Google. Absolutely. Just, <clears throat> you should know who you're talking to. That's something that I was actually going to mention earlier. I was like, you know, for the few that I have watched, I'm just thinking... People, they need to be a little bit more vigilant and they need, they need yeah. to look at stuff, search stuff. Okay, so there's a profile picture that looks perfectly airbrushed and wonderful. 
are there any more pictures? Is there, like, just look at stuff. Just There are certain red flags that you should be able to pick up on and indicate whether you're being catfished or not, just yeah. in general, when you are communicating with people Because the internet is, like, a dangerous place. Yeah. So people, like, I'm pro-internet, but you need to be, like, aware of what you're doing in Absolutely. a broader sense. So with this feature, it's pretty cool, I've got to say. It is yeah. very cool. Um, it was announced on Tuesday, and the, is in a, it is an optional selection. So if you have it activated, you'll get the notification. Um, and if Facebook spots your face in someone else's profile picture, they'll let you know. And if you don't, did want it say whether you have to like turn it on or if it's automatically on and you can turn it off? Um. I'm not entirely sure, actually. I think, well, it said in the, the article, if you have it activated. Yeah, it so probably needs to be turned on. You should go and check and see on. if you can turn it on. Definitely. However, the only downside to that is where the tagging feature has been around since 2010, this new feature, which will be out soon, is only out in the US. I believe it excludes Canada and the European Union, where facial recognition is apparently not currently available. I mean, does that do we still fit in that bracket? Yeah, we're in the EU. We are still like. I mean, we we are one hundred percent in the yeah, EU. We're still for now. <laughs> for now, yes. but I imagine it's a like. I doubt that that will become active here. Then that's a shame. Even after Brexit, that's a shame. Yeah, but it's probably to do with like. But they say like There's, facial recognition isn't currently available. Why like it will be against the law or something? I see. Which is fair, like, it's privacy laws, probably. No, absolutely. Well, that's fair. But, so yeah. is that all our hot topics for the day? Indeedly. Well then, let's get on to the juicy stuff. So, since it's a new podcast, I will still explain the next bit. So every episode, we are going to talk about a subject from sexual harassment to food to reality TV to body image we're we're talking about how things are affecting the world in a lot of ways but also how they are being impacted and used on social media mm-hmm. so this episode we are talking about charities on social media um so it's a, it's a big thing there's a big industry for it Charities are so, there are so many now, and it's so broad a subject, it's ter- like, it's incredibly difficult to find out what charities are around. Yeah. Um, so, for, for a lot of people, social media has played a big impact on finding out about different social media. <coughs> One of the ways which I wanted to mention is Charity Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So... Anyone who's never been on Twitter, they may not know if the every day of the week essentially has a hashtag. Mm-hmm. And on Tuesday, it's Charity Tuesday, which was created by Lovebox, which is a charity which holds monthly awareness drives for different charities, in 2009. Um, and it's all about you, you, on Charity Tuesday, you'll tweet a different charity um, and maybe you'll direct people to the charity to donate money or get involved or just raise awareness Mm -hmm. but it's a very like good way of generally talking about it i think lovebox lovebox i i was really confused i didn't know if lovebox was to do with that festival i thought so because that's the only 
I, I feel like it is. I wasn't sure because like Lovebox the charity has a Twitter page that is linked to on things and literally their Twitter account just says testing, testing, one, two, three. Oh, right. Like, that's all it's got. But there is a Lovebox Twitter account separately, the festival one. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they it's are the like same Expanded thing. somehow. And, and then their website isn't great. But the, the festival Twitter account didn't seem to say anything about charities. Hmm. So I wasn't sure, and I have previously worked not with them, but we I used to supply drinks, yeah. and we supplied a drink for they have like these luxury pop up hotel right, things, yeah. and we used to supply alcohol for that. Um, and I was completely unaware <laughs> if it was anything to do with charity, so I'm not sure. Um, that's, that's one to but either way, the Love Box charity is very good. I very much like it. Um, but yeah, so Charity Tuesday has been quite impactful. Definitely. I think social media has been really great at raising awareness on a lot of, of matters via charity that people just were unaware of in general, really. Yeah. Um, creating even certain things like, you mentioned it earlier, the, the ice bucket challenge. We, you, we yeah. didn't mention it here earlier, but Eloise and I spoke. And we earlier. said the words. <laughs> yeah, the ice bucket challenge was an odd one because there's lots of things that become like trends that aren't that not like not like cha- not like charity things, mm. but just these odd activity things. So like planking, mm. where people would do that and take pictures and put it on social media, and that was not a charity. That was just a thing. idiots. Yeah. Um, and then Ice Bucket Challenge kind of felt a bit like that. I definitely think people saw it as a bit of fun. They saw, oh my gosh, look at this. Like, I also remember there was a, a trending, I don't even know if this, I can't remember what this was for, but I remember there was a point where people were making these awful concoctions for people to drink. Yeah, And I nominating that. people a little was while that ago. Was that a charity thing? See, I don't even know if that was attached to a tar- charity because thing or if that like, was just a bit of I think it must have fun. been, but I don't, but that's the problem, isn't it? Like, I remember the Ice Bucket Challenge, and if I wanted to go Google it, I could find out what charity it was. Yeah. But I don't actually remember. What I do remember is that whatever charity it is, does animal testing, because I remember Pamela Anderson ah. wasn't happy about it, because she's an advocate right. advocate for Peter, Peter I think. Yeah. Um, so, like, I remember that, and I remember all the activity around it. I think that is the problem with these... <coughs> big challenges because it's very it's the viral thing yeah everyone gets very excited about getting their work to go viral but actually to make things go viral i think it can often really like disconnect from its own messaging absolutely i think there are many people who actually kind of didn't realize that it was where it originated from or that it was attached to a charity it became it became bigger than the initial message and the initial intent of the challenge everyone was just jumping on the bandwagon and doing it because they found it hilarious and also like how many people who did it donated as well 100 percent, and that was the next thing i was about to say i i, I remember loved. being nominated for it did you do it absolutely not no i just thought no i'm not gonna number one just no i wasn't down for it but i know that whoever <laughs> i know who did nominate me definitely did not donate and whoever nominated yeah. her didn't know, um, donate. And 
I actually don't think they actually really knew. They just called it the uh, ice bucket challenge. They didn't yeah. know what it was for. And then, like, I remember my boss at the time wanting us to do some sort of ice bucket challenge version with our drinks. And I was like, what? We're <laughs> alcohol, though. Like, alcohol probably makes this illness worse. Yeah, like, what? Can we just not? Like, and they were like, we could do something really cool and suave, like dropping ice cubes into a glass. I'm like, you're no, just trying to take exactly. advantage. It's a bit grim. Like, it's very well me. It, I get where you're coming it, from, though, but you're not it? marketing. That's and, it. It's exploiting the, yeah. the there's a, There's a lot of that in the drinks industry that can just be very messy. And I always love, like, having bosses who will be like, oh, um... Do this, but just make it not seem too exploity. Like in whatever industry <laughs> I've been in, it's not just drinks at all. And it's like, yeah. but that like it's hard to make something where you're exploiting something not seem like you're exploiting yeah. something. Plug it, but make it nice. Dress yeah, it do a, a nice plug. Do a nice. Do plug. a classy plug. But make sure you plug. Like yeah. But the, I will say that particularly like hashtags. So like not social media, but hashtags, which are obviously social media. Hmm. Charities own that. That is one like all those awareness days. Like it's mm. National Dog Day. It's National Taco Day. Like ninety nine percent of them are actually linked to a charity. Yeah. I wonder if they're having the impact that they should, or mm. whether they are making a point they're trying to. It will be hit and miss, and I think they definitely raise the awareness. Yeah. It's just not always to the degree that you want it to, or in the way that you want it to, but. I do think that I would say that social media, like, is is really like charities are doing a better job with social media. Oh yeah. Than pretty much anyone else, they're really absolutely, and they have to, don't they? Because they don't have the budgets for the big massive campaigns, billboards and whatnot. It really is that you know you have you have the big ones. Obviously, you have like NSPCC and the RSPCA who can afford these massive. Um, you know, billboards and TV adverts and whatnot, and then you have many others where I think the only other time that I really do hear about charity is aside from online or on social media, if I don't go out and search myself, is um, when you have uh, fundraisers, street fundraisers, yeah. um, talking about something that I wasn't even aware of. Oh, you mean like those people who try and call you over in the street? Yeah, like, oh, I never talk to them. I feel really <laughs> bad about it. But I'm just I'm just not gonna sign up. So can we just not? Yeah, I mean it's fine. Like I, I, it's 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 awkward. It is that kind of like you just stood here and explained so much to me with with passion, and I'm not going to donate a thing. Yeah, I think the charities that I'm interested in are so specific. Mm-hmm. They don't have that kind of thing. Mine are very women orientated right. and things like that. So like I have like Peter come to the door. Mm. And it's like, I totally get it, like, I'm totally into it, but out of my limited income, mm-hmm. I'm not going to now give you, I mean, they offer, like, £10 a month then. Yeah, and disguise okay. it like, oh, it only works out to be a cup of coffee a day. But I don't drink coffee. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> no, absolutely. I love that it's only a cup of coffee a day. The look on people's faces when you go, I don't drink coffee, makes them like, oh, Tea? No. I don't like a hot drink. Oh, I see. I buy a big bottle of Diet Coke for the week and that costs me less than £2. And then they're 
they're flawed. What do they say then? That fiscal responsibility. Give up your diet coke. That's what they I say. I mean, honestly, I've just started telling people I'm in like horrendous debt. <laughs> I went to uni, so I am. Just like it doesn't matter that much. I tried once to. Um, they, they really weren't having it, and I tried to just tell them that I was younger because I think it's if you're if you're twenty. I don't know if they've changed it now, but if you're under twenty one, they're technically not allowed to proceed and ask you. Oh, I think think it's only under eighteen. Oh, they've changed it now. Think so. I know up until I'd say f- four years ago, three, four years ago, actually a while ago. I mean, I could be wrong. 21 and under, no, no, no. No, no, no. Uh, but the problem with that, you can tell them, yeah, I'm 19, and they can look at you and believe you, and then they could ask you for your date of birth or something, and you're like, uh. But I mean, if you're willing to. I mean, there... quick math should allow you to calculate that, folks, but. But the thing is, if you're, like, standing there and you're lying to their face, <laughs> why are they then going to be like, oh, well, prove it? Yeah. I actually don't need have to talk to you. The truth of the matter is I'm you not, can just walk away. This I think. isn't, like, me lying to get into a bar. Absolutely. Like, it's like, I don't want to talk to you. You need me right now and you want my money and I'm telling you no. But that's I don't it. I give you a reason for that. I can just walk off right now. And you can do nothing. But I would say I haven't stopped for one of them since I was 21. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not, I, I don't, I think that I got, because that charity scope, mm-hmm. they basically, so basically what happened was when I was 18, one of them um, came up to me in the street and was like, meh, 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 sign up. And I was like, I don't really know if I want to. And they were like, well, sign up now. And they can't take money off your account until they talk to you. They're not allowed because you haven't agreed to how much. Oh, I see. So so I was like, okay, that's fine because they'll call me. And I missed their call. So they just started charging me (gasps) £20 a month. No way. It only happened. They only charged me like twice. That's really bad. Really bad. Really bad. And when I found out, I called my bank, which is Barclays. And they... They... (laughs) They refunded the payment. Mm, they said, that's fraud, so you can have it back. Of course, yeah. Um, I wonder if that's easier because they were a big company or the type of payment it was. Mm. And they cancelled it. But I just thought, like, that, that, is ju- that is fraud. Like, that's not okay. And I would have given, like, a bit of money. And ultimately, you didn't make anything off of that. I took all that money back. Mm. Ultimately, if you'd done that properly... I would have probably been giving you a couple of quid a month for years, mm. in, at least until I went to uni. So that was two years from then. So I, you would have gotten, mm. not a lot, but like more than you got because you got nothing. Yeah, no, absolutely. But they, yeah. But so that was the last time that I spoke to one of them. Because I just, I'll give charity when I want to give to charity. And that's how it should be, in all fairness. That is how it should be. You give yeah. what you can afford, really. And in some cases, you might but not be able to. I don't blame the people on the street at all. No, I mean they're trained. In, in all fairness, you know that they're, they're people who are trained to do their jobs. And some people, it's, some of them, genuinely do love and believe in the the cause behind it, and absolutely find I it rewarding. I just don't think it's the best don't. way of of doing it. I can't. I would love to know the data on how successful that is. Because I've, I don't think I've ever seen anyone talk to them. Yeah. Like we, we live, we work near Shoreditch, and there's some 
on the way to some shops that I go past like every day mm. and I have never seen them talk to anyone they just get completely ignored and that's the thing people think that areas like this are like a hot money target for those kind of things and it's not you're way better in like a shopping centre in South East London people than you are time. here people don't have time to stop and chat like they, they they're get keeping for it moving all the time they don't have time yeah people are grumpy for it um I guess the other thing that's really, like, important is that social media is free. Yeah. Like, that's kind of it, because... That just falls off of the back of what we were saying, you know, you've got those big charities who have these wonderful, you know, this wonderful funding behind them that they can pull out these wonderful campaigns, and then you have others that that don't, and you learn yeah. about them. I also think that for something like social media, not social media, something like charities, social media makes more sense, because those big billboards... They work for selling. Yes. They really, that's what they're for. But if I see a big billboard for Oxfam, I'm not getting anything out of that. Yes. Um, and that's kind of the problem for charities is that they, we are a very consumer society and we're very selfish creatures. Yeah. So we don't really like to do anything that we don't get something out of. Yeah, that's true. And social media, because you're creating stories and you're, you are giving people entertainment. So it's the only point that they really... And I mean, you can make the argument for we give people well-being and we make people happy. But it's like, nice because also, you know, for people... Oh, sorry, squeaky chair. For yeah. people who um, who are genuinely interested in the charity, you give them the option they can follow a thread, they can, they can follow the charity on Facebook or on Twitter and they can be updated when certain milestones are reached and certain goals are made. And it's, that's nicer to have yeah. that... There's more of a, I feel like, more of a connection there. Yeah, I um, agree. Absolutely. And they can um, then have the choice to share um, information if they think other people would be interested in said charity. Yeah. They can. They have that option to do that. It's nice. People can upload pictures to show things that they're doing, certain events. They can advertise events. It's just a lot easier, I think, and sometimes just a lot more accessible when it's there on social media and... It gives people more of a relaxed option. Yeah, I think so. I think it makes it more personal and mm. makes it more involved in people's lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a couple that I, I keep tabs on and it's nice to see some of the stuff that they're doing. Nice to see where the, the donations are going and nice to see what the volunteers get up to and, yeah. you know, certain things like that. It's great. Absolutely. And... Even in some cases, like, there's that recent uh, viral video, I've forgotten the names, but it was that kid who was getting bullied. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The one who wasn't, who maybe was getting bullied, but it's because he was, like, a white supremacist. Exactly. Um, but what was quite interesting, where that was concerned, is it, it did create quite a lot of, um, of course, uproar and gained a lot of attention. But it also started to, I suppose, highlight the very recent, I wouldn't even say recent, the ongoing cases of bullying, which tends yeah. to, I think that's, bullying's been around since the beginning of time, but you know, there's been some pretty, um, pretty harrowing cases where young, young girls in particular, like under the age of 10, have been hanging themselves due to bullying and all kinds mm. of stuff and it, it kind of with that going viral on Facebook it 
I suppose, started to raise more awareness just in case people weren't already aware of the serious issues involving bullying and, I guess, social media and bullying and young kids. Um, And I don't know that there is... There are lots and lots and lots of bullying charities out there, charities that care about the the welfare of kids. Even the NSPCC, they deal with, you know, children who are going through bullying and abuse and various issues. There's lots and lots of charities out there who will probably... Though they haven't necessarily attached themselves to that, they could probably benefit from that somehow. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure because it's not as if to say they've been popping up and saying, well, hey, 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 you know talk to us or talk to us but there may have been a few yeah. I don't know I haven't really been keeping is there a charity that is like specific to social media bullying there should be really there are some charities actually that I know that there are charities that teach you about the proper way to use social media there are some charities that do focus a lot especially with the whole revenge porn and oh, that kind of yeah. stuff that was happening there were some charities that they're, they're a lot more um digital centered i think i'd say so even in terms of the way that they interact with the with teenagers and kids yeah a lot of it is done through like instant messaging I, and i think web if chat. i was going to make a charity it would probably be helping people like in response to stuff that's going on on social media so helping people who've got revenge porn on there helping you navigate mm. dealing with that and if you are getting bullied, helping you deal with that. But it's a big thing. I mean, even I went to a, a meeting not so long ago, actually, um, at the NSPCC, and they were discussing that bullying is one of the, the biggest causes and one of the biggest reasons why kids will still, you know, call up and speak yeah. to people. And they said that a lot of that does come down to social media and them feeling pressured that they don't have enough likes or they don't have that many followers, or someone's unfriended them, or someone is harassing <laughs> them, and, you know, and it, it oh, seems trivial to you and I, but, yeah. you know, I no, don't know. No, I mean, I totally get it, because I think, like, I grew up on social media, that is mm. the truth of it, and I definitely, it was definitely a genuine aspect of it. So, like, we grew up on MySpace, so we had the top eight friends. Oh, God, I remember MySpace, jeez. Oh, back in the old Bring it back. But, like, the top eight friend thing was an emotional trial. <laughs> like, The I, joy you would feel when you saw your face in someone's top eight, and then it's like, you were number one the favour. Or if, like, you went through and you realised you weren't number one on anyone's. It's like, no, loneliness. But, like... Even Bebo, do you remember Bebo? I was barely on Bebo. I was a big Bebo fan. I had MySpace and Bebo, and I remember there was this feature on Bebo, I think it was love, and you could give people, you had three love hearts that you could give to people throughout the day, and you'd give someone your love. It was weird and random, but it was like a a proper thing, like you get, not excited, but it was like, oh, you get my love, if someone gave you like their three loves, you're like, oh, I'm special. That's cool. Okay, so we are hitting the one hour mark, so we're going to have to Wrap it up. wind this shit down. Um, so, with that in mind, I guess I have to ask you the question, and then you have to ask me the question. Mm. Why has my phone kept playing music this whole time? Mm. Just quietly. Can you come back? Okay. Um, but it wasn't background noise at all. Yeah, um, so, in your opinion, social media... 
and charities, should it be together? Is social media evil or is it good? I mean, a bit. I it's think a bit evil. It's a bit, it's a bit evil. I, I can't quite give a definitive answer just because I think it's great in terms of, yeah, it's free advertising and people have more of a, I suppose, a personable approach to, to charities. There's more of a, a connection that they may feel maybe to the charity and it's a great way of getting people aware and keeping people in touch and up to date with stuff. However, I don't really know what impact it has in terms of that the fundraising for that charity or what mm. the outcomes are. It's great that you can have something that goes viral and is trending, but did you did you reach your milestones and your targets when you put yeah. when you when you set out to put that campaign out there for that particular charity? Like what did you gain back from that? Apart from a bit of awareness. I think the whole point of it is to for stuff to happen, isn't it? There needs to be some kind mm. of changed i don't know social media is the greatest for that people talk a lot and then it dies down that charity that set up the um the ice bucket challenge i mean who's talking about it now maybe they cured the illness though well maybe i mean i can only hope so this is something i might have to google in a minute i can only (laughs) hope so because it'd be a damn shame that they had like a few months of well hey and then all of a sudden no one remembers they exist and the funding's plummeted and they, they they have to shut down like i don't know I don't know, but that's how I feel. I think it's it's great in some ways. There's positives, but I don't know if it if it's as beneficial as all that. Yeah. But ultimately, that's what charities they they want. They need money, isn't it, to keep stuff going? If they ain't got no money, then they ain't got no nothing. I get that. I need to ask you the question. Yeah, sorry, I was like sitting here like I'm gonna keep talking because she hasn't said anything. But then I realize you're doing the waffle thing where (laughs) I'm just waiting for you to finish your. Looking at me, and I'm like, why are you not saying more? And I'm like, oh shit, wait, the question. Your turn. So, do you think that social media and charities go hand in hand? Are they a wonderful marriage of fabulousness, or is it a bit of a curse? I think I think it is good. I think it is a positive relationship because ultimately what you're saying about the money side, I think that's true of any marketing campaign. True, I think that anything is going to be hit and miss. I think probably there are some... Because although, although we're talking about the Ice Bucket Challenge, we're like, who was that? Did everyone give the money and this and that? No, but probably a significantly bigger amount of people did that month or whatever yeah. than they did yeah. the month before or the month, you know, after. Yeah. It, it's how it works with any campaign. I think that I think that charities really get social media. Mm. I think they really understand how to play it, mm. and I think that they. I mean, all the the other ways that they publicize themselves, these people on the streets, the traditional advertising i don't think it works for charities anymore because people are more and more selfish every day so to make that work it's nigh on impossible i mean it starts with awareness doesn't it yeah and i'm more likely to give online than i am to give to a man on the street in your own not like a homeless person i'll give to homeless people like it's your own space your own time like i can sit there and figure out okay so how much do i want to give and when do i want to give and not have someone breathing down my neck waiting for me to keep and i'm not making i'm not usually having to make a commitment Mm -hmm. like i hate it when they try and make me make a commitment to for the rest of your life do you want to give this no probably not 
I'll have to close down the bank account so that they can't find me. <laughs> the stress that we go through. <laughs> the stress. Well, I think that is all we have time for today. Let's wrap it up. So let's wrap this up. So, that's a little bit loud. So I am thinking that this is going out just after Christmas. So we will speak to you guys in the new year. We'll probably have another episode out mid-January. Um, Tom can't talk because she's too busy singing along. Um, we hope you've enjoyed the episode. Um, please subscribe on your podcast player. This should be on SoundCloud. Yes. Or subscribe to us on iTunes. Yes. Or Apple Podcast. It's not iTunes, it's Apple Podcast. The choice is yours. Also follow us on Twitter at It's Hot Social. Do that. And look in the description. You should be able to find Stuff. us. Just yes. us. Generally. All up in there. Because as good as our podcast is, we are better. We are. That's all we have time for. Bye. Bye, guys. See you in January.